Welcome back, Bears fans. The Bears have finally done done it. Have they gotten their franchise quarterback? That's right. Chicago Bears drafted Justin Fields with the 11th pick in the NFL draft. And I'm here with Sweeps to kind of break that down as, as well as the rest of the Bears draft. So how are we feeling right now, Sweeps, with the Bears acquiring Justin Fields? I know that I was basically praying for Fields for about three weeks there with you guys. And it kind of seemed like a stretch with where the Bears were picking 20th overall. I just didn't feel like Fields was really going to fall. A lot of people had him as the number two quarterback. Even reports have come out that six to eight teams had him as number one. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but that's what I've heard. Um, it just it feels like the atmosphere around Chicago has totally shifted. Everybody wanted Pace and Nagy gone. They struggled throughout the offseason to find a quarterback. We all know how that went with Russell Wilson, the failure there, all that. But it's just it completely did a 180 or a 360. It's just – it seems like when the Mitch Trubisky pick happened, it was highly critiqued. You know, Watson and Mahomes, again, they kind of fell a little bit, and they ended up being stars. And now it's like the reverse. The Bears, they're patient. A little bit. They didn't go up to four and completely destroy their future. They gave up at first, and they got the guy that fell, who has a huge chip on his shoulder. So yeah, it's it's been a pretty amazing couple of days here. Yeah, and the way I see it is that Pace and Nagy did exactly what they had to do. We all know they were on the hot seat. We all know they needed a quarterback because if they rolled with Andy Dalton, they're probably getting fired after this year. Now they've got a chance. They've got a fighting chance. And with a quarterback that has a very high ceiling, I know Justin Fields has his issues. I actually had him as my fifth-rated quarterback, but I'm not going to knock him today. It's a high ceiling, and Bears fans have every right to be excited. And, yeah, pick 11. They moved up nine spots, not too bad. And they, they got a quarterback. They've got a chance to do this, and they still have a lot of talent on the roster. How do you feel about – the bear does do your feelings change on this upcoming season with the bears or is it more of a down the road type of thing? It's kind of both. It's this season is really hard to predict or evaluate right now because there's so, there's so many questions right now. How is the defense going to respond under Sean Desai? How's it going to change? We have some questions in the secondary. Obviously we got rid of Fuller, but true font, you know, is he going to have a good year coming back from all those injuries? You know, um, How's the O-line going to do? We drafted Tevin Jenkins. I know that was one of my favorite picks. And now Charles Leno, which I'm not very fond of. He was cut the other day. How is Tevin Jenkins going to go into the left tackle spot? Personally, I don't want my rookie going in as a left tackle. I don't want him starting. I want him maybe in a right tackle side. I I would feel a little bit more comfortable with that. But it seems like they're going to just slide him right into left tackle and see how it plays out. But – even more, who's going to start at quarterback? Do you go with Fields right away, let him get all the reps in training camp, let him get all the ones? Or do you go with Andy Dalton, the veteran who kind of knows his way around the league? So also Matt Nagy, has he learned from his mistakes with the play calling from last year and in years past? There's just so much unknown that, yeah, if everything went right, Justin Fields has a great, you know, comes in starts, has a great year as a rookie. The all-line gels. Maybe they win 11 games, or 
does Dalton start? Things kind of struggle a little bit. Maybe we'll win six or seven games. Uh, it's just really hard for me to evaluate right now. Yeah, but that's the thing, too, is all the unknowns. That kind of is because of all the excitement, all the possibilities that the Bears now have. It seemed like a few weeks ago they were pretty much dead in the water. It seemed like the window was closing, and it seemed like they had some lame duck coaches and GMs in, in there. And now everything completely changed. The whole outlook has changed, like you said. And they have an opportunity to do this the right way. Now, you brought up Tevin Jenkins. That's another player they traded up for. He's a player that I really liked in the pre-draft process. I think to get him in the second round is a great deal. Now, they did give up quite a bit to get him, but I'm sure you're thrilled with this pick, correct? Oh, yeah. Jenkins was one of my favorite picks in this draft, especially tackles. I had him really high up on my tackle list. I just think that the Bears' O-line was just, especially now that Leno's gone now, but Leno was just super soft out there. He just didn't look like he really wanted to hurt anybody. Just, you know, and that kind of play it kind of permeates through the rest of the line. So when you add a guy in here who's hungry, he's just going to give it his all. He's a competitor. He's going to bring the nasty. That's going to make these guys play even harder and more angry. We needed that type of player. And it seemed like a lot of these picks have that trait of toughness, you know, competitor. And I think that's what we really needed. But in terms of Tevin Jenkins, I think he has great technique. I think he has good hands, good feet. He's got a really strong upper body and a run blocker. But like I said earlier, putting him in left tackle right away. He didn't play a lot of games at left tackle. Is that going to be a problem? What do you think about that? I don't love it. You know I'm more in the mold of wanting rookies to kind of take their time with things. I don't like them getting thrown in there right away. Now, Tevin Jenkins is a pretty unique prospect. I think he really could come in and be a starter in the NFL. Now, with any rookie starting, you're going to go through some growing pains. And those growing pains are going to be only accelerated if you're playing left tackle facing the best pass rushers in the league week in and week out. I think it's very important for the Bears to get more help at the tackle spot so that you don't have to rush him into that. If he wins that job, that's fine. That's great. That's exactly what you'd want him to go into camp, win the job, and earn it. But you don't want to hand it to him if he's not ready, or that could spell disaster. Yeah, it just really doesn't seem like we really have anyone else who would be worthy of that left tackle spot right now. So unless they do go out and sign a guy like any of these free agents, Russell Okun or any of those guys, I just don't think he's going to be challenged enough. And that's the scary part because you want that competition in there and it's just not there right now. So, I mean, they have a little money to play with now that they cut Leno, correct? So maybe they can make some moves here. Yeah, we have a, we're going to get out $9 million after the post-June 1st. So we'll see what they do. I really do think they should bring somebody in. But I was really excited for him at right tackle. But now that's kind of changed. We'll see what happens with training camp for sure. All right. So with the Bears trading up twice in this draft, it's obvious that the rest of the draft kind of gets diluted a little bit. They had a fifth and then I think three, six, and a seventh the rest of the way. 
So they did get some late round picks, but it really does fall off talent wise. But how do you feel about these day three guys that the Bears picked up? I really do like some of these guys. I think some of them fell and they weren't deserving of that. Like Thomas Graham Jr., DB out of Oregon. I think that he skipped the season last year. So I think that's part of the reason he might have fell. I think that he could come in and give us some good depth at corner. Um, let's see here. I do like Daz Newsom too. I think that 2019 he had terrific production. He's got uh, return capability. Uh, he's very quick, good hands, good separation. I think some of these guys definitely could come in and play a good depth role. But, yeah, I, obviously when you have majority of your picks are sixth-rounders, seventh-rounders, it's going to be harder to get significant talent at that area of the draft. And that's definitely a concern. Now, the Bears have kind of a top-heavy draft here because of all of that. But if these top two picks that they had, if they if those hit, the rest of the draft doesn't really matter that much, does it? Not really, but Ryan Pace has shown throughout the past couple of years he's hit on some of these late-round guys. So you're right. If those two top guys hit and then maybe one of these other late-rounders plays a significant role, I'd consider that a huge win for this draft. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And... The way I see it from a non-Bears fan perspective is I think the Bears are doing this the correct way. Now, I hope they don't rush Jenkins and Fields onto the field, and they let, they let them battle because there's nothing wrong with the guy winning the spot. But we both know that the worst thing the Bears could do right now is throw Fields out there when he's just not ready. Yeah. So it's good but- they have Dalton, so that, that maybe kind of hedges against that. Yeah, let me just say this, though. I agree that they shouldn't force him out there, but I think everybody's going to know. Maggie said that. I think everybody's going to know when he's ready. If he's out there lighting it up and significantly beating out Dalton, I think you let him rip. Yeah, right? that, yeah, I see that as completely fine. It's kind of the same thing I said with Jenkins. If, he, if he's the best guy, he's the best guy. But you don't want to put him out there just for the hype and for the potential. Yeah, and – a lot of the media is saying that you got to put fields in right away. Like you don't have any other choice. They're playing. He's trying to save Nagy's job, save Pace's job. I really just don't agree with that. I think they have bought themselves at least two years with management and they're not going to rush anything right now. Yeah. I actually see it as the exact opposite. You think they want to take their time. It buys them more time at, in their positions. So yeah, I don't get that whole, thing from the media speaking of other narratives that are going around in the media let's talk about justin fields and ohio state quarterbacks it's something i keep seeing over and over again and i think it's just i think it's ridiculous the fact that they're knocking justin Fields, saying he won't be good because of guys like terrell Pryor and i mean dwayne haskins haskins there's some correlation there haskins is pretty pretty relevant to that argument but the rest of them like troy smith terrell Pryor, there's there's a few others in in there um cardale jones it just it makes no sense none of those guys were high picks so it's something i've i saw before the draft and i thought it was dumb and now i'm seeing it sometimes after the draft people going after bears fans saying that i just think that's completely ridiculous and i'm sure you're in the same boat with that 
I just I'm confused at what they're talking about when they're are they talking about like the kind of offense this or system they run or like it's just that doesn't make any sense because what if Justin Fields came out of another school like North Carolina or one of the, Texas whatever so then he'd be good <laughs> like it just because of the school he's not going to be any good in some of the other guys I mean a lot of oh. guys in this class come out of bad school or. Yeah, and some of those guys that they're often comparing him to are Ohio State quarterbacks that were drafted late or not even drafted at all. So there's really almost no correlation at all between quarterbacks that came out years and years ago that weren't top prospects like Justin Fields is. So it really makes no sense to me. You could point at almost any university and say that they've had quarterbacks that have busted. It's almost every single school. So I just think that that whole conversation is just really dumb and I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah, I agree with that. And Fields lit it up at Ohio State too. It's not like he had like scrub stats. He had like over 60 passing touchdowns. He went like 20 and two as a starter. He just lit it up at Ohio State. And to compare him to some of these other guys, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I think that's a lot where the, where the comparisons come in because a lot of those guys lit it up at Ohio State as well. But they weren't highly touted NFL quarterbacks. They were like, they were just nice athletes. So, yeah, yeah, it's if we're talking about fields and other terms of things, how do we feel about his injury history? Now, that's something that does get brought up, which I think is a little more fair than the Ohio State thing. I think it is fair. I know. I think you compared him to RG three, right? I did. I did. And that had absolutely nothing to do with injuries, by the way. I think that was a talent-based evaluation comparison. Yeah, I think it's a fair argument about his injuries, and I am a little concerned about how aggressive he is running the football and not getting down. He really just embraces contact. I think that he really needs to take that into account in his NFL career to – make an emphasis on getting down, sliding, and avoiding contact. Yeah, it's definitely a concern. He takes a lot of hits, and he definitely holds the ball too long. That That's some something he's going to have to clean up at the next level because you don't want to take hits like that from NFL athletes. That's That spells disaster. And to get back at that uh, comparison I had with RG3, people often scoff when I say that. That is not a knock on fields. If anything, that's me praising him. RG3 coming out was a phenomenal talent. And he almost was – he was considered to be right up there with Andrew Luck, who was one of the best quarterback prospects we saw in, like, decades. So – and the fact that the Colts still considered – or a lot of people in the media were saying the Colts should consider RG3. So that, that that's me praising Fields. I know RG3 had the knee injury and then kind of dwindled down his career. But the talent reminds me a lot of RG3 and – Justin Fields has as much talent as just about anybody out there. I think that obviously he needs to play and you know a lot of these quarterbacks don't have a lot of high success rate in the NFL especially when you're drafting up in this in the first round. But I think he, it just feels like the Bears finally got it right. Will he will he light it up and be the quarterback that we've always wanted and have never had? We'll see. But I am definitely excited, and Chicago definitely has a reason to be excited. 
All right, you heard it right there. The Chicago Bears may have finally gotten their franchise quarterback. Do we have anything else we want to discuss today? I think that just about wraps it up. All right, that will do it for today. We will be back to discuss more on your Chicago Bears in the next few days. Thank you.